Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. Um, yeah, if you are, um, yeah, if you have joined us, as always, do drop a comment um, just so we know who's here, uh, watching it live. Obviously, if you're watching it non-live and you're listening to us, um, yeah, hope you enjoy it. <clears throat> um, but yeah, here we go. So Marky V, Shona, uh, Mona, and uh, Kurt as well. Great stuff. It's good to see a, a few, uh, few of the uh, regular Evertrackers on. Um, do you think that's Ramona? I think it is. It says Mona, but there's a weird what looks like a concrete Brussels sprout, and I reckon she's the only person that would have that as a profile picture. <laughs> you it's know what? It surprise of, me. It's going to be part of some old building or something. So, <laughs> You know what? I think 100% you're right there. I think it is part of um, an, an old building. But yeah, no, uh, Andrew, Stuart, David, great stuff, guys. Great to see you on. Um, yeah, we, so today is a couple of things. We, uh, you know, we were thinking a little bit today around, um, you know what? What kind of what, what what thing to start off discussing? Because we always like to pick a subject and, and discuss that, as well as all the questions that have come in before and during the live. And yeah, today was really set in motion by this year, really, and what's happened so far. Because you know it's just been so um, like uh, it, I, I'm trying to use I'm trying to use bit bigger words, but beautiful, amazing, like just seeing people back in the mountains. <clears throat> excuse me. And back in, um, uh, you know, on, on Killy, especially the last two weeks, you know, we had two groups on Killy, our first since, um, you know, February 2020, mm-hmm. uh, which is nuts because that was almost two years ago. And yeah, it, it kind of reminded us really, okay, over the last two years, since we started these lives, Dave, we've always been talking about this plan for when we can. And yep. now we were like, well, we can now. So let's plan now. We can. <laughs> that was yeah. yeah. We were literally just talking about it. That's, we? that's how seamless <laughs> it is. But um, but yeah, no. We would think you know it's one of them where I reckon there's quite a lot of people watching, listening to this now. Yeah. That probably listen to the let's plan for when we can one way back when. <laughs> yeah. Who still haven't started <clears throat> planning, and now we can. And so we said, well, well. I think we're all probably guilty of that. So let's talk yeah. about getting on it, you know, getting on it right now. And as a wise man, and much wiser than me once told me, you know, um, he said the best time to start planning is a year ago. The second best time is right now. So you haven't nice. missed the boat yet. So, yeah. you know, if you are thinking about starting an adventure, about going on some awesome trip, that might be, <clears> you know, finally getting out and getting over, you know, uh, being locked inside for two years, or it might be something incredibly epic stomach in Everest either way yeah the time to start is now so we thought we'd dive into planning exactly yeah I mean it's because <clears throat> planning is you know I have to be honest about this I haven't always been a planner I've, I'm, I'm a bit of a doer I get an idea and then I just do I don't always think okay what's let's, let's have this plan in front of us um you know to kind of kind of think okay let, let's put those things in place to make it happen I think as naturally i think uh, you know in life you 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 you're not good at everything in the beginning and then eventually you 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 kind of pick some skills up and and, and some mm. ideas and you run with it and then you think okay actually that does work and certainly for us over the last sort of 5 6 years there have been certain things that have cropped up from time to time and questions you know and we always like tackling these questions and questions like right how far in advance do i book my trip you know how far in advance do i plan how far in advance do i start my training 
you know, um, you know, how far in advance, uh, you know, because I know finance is a big thing, um, you know, in life. And some people are like, okay, when shall I start paying for my trip? When shall I start paying for flights, equipment? When shall I start saving for, you know, certain things? And yeah, so we thought, you know, there's a lot of conversations that can come from that. And that's yeah. where it stemmed for, for today. Because <clears throat> now we are able to run trips. It's amazing. You know, you can literally, you know, uh, you can literally go, okay, call us up and say, right, have you got a debt? Have you got a space free? Let's go on it. And then you can go. I, I, look, I'm, not, I'm not saying there's no restrictions around the world. There are, uh, unfortunately. But the fact is we are running trips right now and we're due yep. to run a lot more trips, especially in Nepal in the coming spring. And, you know, we are so, so excited about that, um, that, you know, now people can realize their dreams. Um, you know, some of you are coming on uh, your second trip with us, maybe even your third trip. But lots of you actually going on your first trip with us. And, you know, we can't wait to to welcome you, um, you know, especially over in Nepal, you know, in Tanzania, um, wherever you're, you know, in South America, because we've got quite a lot of new trips that we've created during COVID. Um, and, and we're going to be sort of, you know, obviously running them. So, yeah, we're really excited about it. And Dave, where should, we, where should we start from the planning point of view? I mean, for instance, uh, Dave, I suppose to throw a question your way. I mean, are you a planner? Shoot from the hip, mate. Planner? Shoot from the hip. Um, <laughs> I am. I like to have a plan. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I'm very lucky that a lot of the people that I'm actually surrounded by are intense planners. Andy, you say you're <laughs> not much of a planner, but you are a good planner. You just, I know. No, you know, I am you, now. I am you now. are. Like... Um, you know, you ring me sometimes and you say, Dave, keep next weekend open. We're off somewhere. <laughs> and then yeah, 24 yeah. hours before, you're like, yeah, here's your flight details, here's your boarding pass. So you are <laughs> you are a good organizer. I, yeah, think one I, of the, I think one of the biggest things that I think when, you, when you're tackling a trip like going to yeah. base camp or Kilimanjaro or, you know, up some high peaks and some far off flung region of the world, one of the biggest questions is, well, when shall I book it and when do I start training? Let's yeah. let's start it off in the nitty gritty. When's the best time to start training? And it's a tricky one because there's no direct, there's no one answer that'll fit everybody. The yeah. answer is always an individual one, but there is one part of it that is good, which is you will never start training for climbing that peak unless you've got it locked in. Yeah. So the biggest thing for me, the first time I ever wanted to go to Nepal, to the Himalaya, to Everest Base Camp, it was an idea but nothing more of an idea for yeah. years and years and years and years. We've talked about this previously, <clears throat> that then me and Andy worked together for a bank, then went our separate Whoa. ways. And then I saw, yeah, on uh, Facebook of all things, that he was actually at Everest Base Camp. Now I was like overweight, unfit, ill-equipped, yeah. uninformed, all of the things, but it didn't stop me booking the trip. So yeah. I booked it about a year in advance. A year is a nice round number, you yeah. know, because things tend to fall in place during that year and it gives you a very definite target. So I found that as soon as I booked it in, that was actually the hardest part. Um, yeah. And, you know, whether that be booking a trip, whether it be deciding to book onto a half marathon or a marathon or to do the three peaks, whatever challenge you're looking to undertake, I think the biggest part of it is taking that leap because you're chancing failure, right? You're betting against yeah. yourself. It's you versus failure. And you're putting <clears throat> money behind yourself. Is that a safe bet? Well, yeah. I think so. I think the hardest part is making that bet. And once you've done it, you know, you can back that up then with, um, you know, with the training and everything like that. And it'll all come. And yeah, definitely. The one yeah, thing definitely. I say to a lot of people, we've had some questions from a lot of people that are, you know, have 
perhaps gone through some difficulties and maybe recovering yeah. from an injury or managing an ongoing chronic condition, always worry that they're not fit enough. And yeah, but my my biggest thing to say is, well, a you probably don't have to be as fit as you think you do. Um, fitness is always a bonus, but trust me, it's not all in the legs. I always say, and we've said before, 90% of these trips is mental. Um, and the other 10% is mental. So, <laughs> you know, so I think as long as, yeah, if you get the, um, you yeah. know, the muscle between your ears and your face, um, you'd be amazed. Nims actually says something different, but we might have to beep it out. When you think, <laughs> when you think you're totally beep, you're actually only 45% beep. <laughs> and, uh, wow, those beeps really perform well, Dave. I like it. Mate, honestly, I, yeah, I got my finger on the buzzer really good. Brilliant. No, no, you um, you, you hit the nail on the head there, Dave. I mean, there's, there's a few things, yeah. When you said there around like you booked a year in advance for your for your first trip, um, you know, after after we caught up. And yeah, you know, I'd say a, a year is probably a good shout. I think it's mad because a lot of people on here were booked, say, in 2019. Go, yeah, I'm going to go in 2020. That's my year. And we're now in 2022 and you're due to go. Obviously, yeah. it didn't quite work out. You've had longer than most people would ever have to plan these sort of trips. But you know what? You're going to be, I like to think, that you're going to be the best prepared people in the mountain. Um, yeah. You'll be the ones helping other people going, oh, what about this, guys? What about this? And coaching other people. So... You know, you're all, um, you know, if you're ever trekkers and you're on the mountains, um, I, I think you're going to be, um, yeah, you, you, you're already up there. Uh, more than, I'd say, 90% of trekkers will be out yeah. in those mountains. So good on you. Just from, <clears throat> you know, if you're on here every week and you're chatting about it, you, we always, Dave, you always say this, you learn from osmosis, you soak up yeah. different things when you're, um you know when you're when you when you're reading or listening on a podcast or watching one of these or reading an article you know you could be reading one of nim's books you know uh you could be watching uh you know obviously a netflix program about it there's loads that you can soak up advice um you know and it's great to see all, all, all the people on here i mean uh, yeah Derry davis great to see you on here mate uh haven't seen you on here for a while but great to see you obviously all of our ever trackers uh obviously the mick and bry and tracy Jerome, of course, uh, and uh, Diane as well. Great to see you all here. Uh, <laughs> just wig it and keep hydrated. Yeah, and, and we go back to planning. You know, we, we, I do think now, and Dave, Dave mentioned there, like, okay, I am a good planner. I am now, but I haven't always been. But it's small steps, you know, if you're booking, you know, obviously, your own flights, uh, you know, because with us, we don't do flights. We try and help you with that. But, you know, it's good to get those locked in. You know, I'd say if you're going on a trip, you want to book them in sort of, you know, nine to 12 months in advance. Um, it doesn't always work because the, you know, the, the industry has changed a lot. You know, these things that we say, oh, yeah, if you book your flights now, they're going to be the cheapest they be. You know what? No one knows anymore. You yeah. could wait until the last minute. They have more availability because the rules change and it's cheap as chips. You could book a year in advance and get a good deal. You know, it, it really is uh, the unknown at the moment. And, I, you know, as, as we move forward now, we'll get a bit more used to, OK, now is the best time to, to kind of book flights. Now is the best time to get my visa. Now is the best time to get my jabs done. You know, all, all the all the kind of usuals that really go before going on a trip. And yeah, obviously, you know, for us now we're running trips. It's great to see the kind of fruits of our labors, if you like. Yeah. Um, you know, all the hard work that's gone into to prepping these trips and making them and planning them. And you know, it's great now. Um, and what is it, Nim say? Let's um let's party tonight. Tomorrow we plan. Uh, I think he says, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I got to be honest, one of my favorites, obviously, I do like a party and now I do like planning. 
but it makes um you know our that is all about balance you know you can you can uh, part you can have a good time you can plan the trips but you know what there's still a part of me that has that spontaneous part which is that like we did a couple of weeks ago dave i know we were going over to andorra for multiple reasons obviously you know a little bit of personal time little little bit of business time as well yeah um and we got some exciting news uh hopefully in the next few months regarding yeah. the pyrenees no um, yeah we uh we didn't just spend our whole time on the getting pieced <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know, but um, been fine but yeah yeah we uh yeah. We, we certainly got um uh, some, there's some nice beautiful people out there so yeah we got we got some good plans and we Dave, with the pyrenees yeah exactly yeah and i think um <coughs> things you just said actually this is turning into a little bit of a nims one i'm sure we'll move past nims i know sorry yeah yeah but, I, I know we, we've, we've but, been done that, but it's okay but one of the things that i yeah. because talking about what you said there i always <coughs> say like you immerse yourself in a hobby i tend to have a slightly obsessive nature about myself so whether yeah. it's hiking mountain biking i tend to obsess over it and that learning by osmosis is good. You know, I like to think the Tuesday tune-in may play a part in that, um, yeah. but also other podcasts, other Netflix documentaries, other books and other stories, and also other trekkers, you know, everyone in the high altitude group, um, the high altitude ever trekkers group, all of you guys teach each other all the time. But one of yeah. the things that I love is that Nims, when he was doing that trip, obviously it's an extreme example, but I, the message I took from it was his ability to plan during adversity you know yeah. and and plan through adversity and it's something that all we every single one of us has had to do at least one way or another during you know since the beginning of 2020 when yeah. the world got turned upside down um you know it's been okay for some terribly tragic for others and not either one of us no matter what your sort of you know your aims in life are have, have been affected by this in one way or another plans have been upended you know things that you've wanted to do um why why does the yeah do you have a new I, I thought you'd see that i thought you'd see that dave um yeah sorry i got distracted this this one's not new i bought it at bike park wales a little while a, while, a little while back because um I, I normally have two caps that i wear oh god this again the nims cap and the evertrek cap um but sadly i tend to wear a cap quite a lot and they they don't tend to last long but also yeah. i want to point out andy's got a new cap as well that's not his usual <laughs> that's not his usual patagonia one but um but yeah anyway i i just want to say that like we've planned through adversity to such an extent now yeah and uh you know we can see the break in the clouds the good weather and the good times is on the other side people are yeah. going you know to see ever trackers on plains tanzania reaching the summit of kilimanjaro you know, as I said in email to this live, the jets are fueled, ready to take people to Nepal. <laughs> um, and now's the time. So if you're listening to this and you've been putting yeah. off going on a trip or putting off going on that next adventure, don't. The hardest bit today would be to decide to do it. Once you've decided yeah. to do it, the rest of it is easy. The training's easy. You know, I saw an amazing Tyson Fury quote the other day. Right. He said, um, uh, you can either do it or not do it. Both hurt. <laughs> you know, so, so you may as well do that's it. That's true. That's true. That's yeah, true. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. The um, it, it does. Yeah, because we do get a lot of people who are you know serious planners, and which is great because they're you know they, they take it seriously. And you know, as a professional trekking company, we we always say you know do the training. As Dave said, it'll hurt if you do the training. It'll hurt if you don't do the training. Essentially. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it will. We have, and it will, but you'll have a far more enjoyable experience, especially because uh, I think when you're on a trip, it's the accumulative buildup of fatigue 
and you know tiredness and, and all the things that go with it essentially if your body's in a better place you'll uh you know you'll have a better time you know but you 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 don't need to be wonder woman or you don't need to be superman to do these things you can although you know you can just plan get it booked get it in the diary work towards it obviously you know get the saving for it and you know what you'll be at everest you'll be on the summit of Kili. um you know there's really is um you know it is out there ready for you now and you know now it's it's kind of you know because we're like you guys we're trekkers you know we're, we're climbers we, we like getting out there we're excited as well as you um yeah. i hope that kind of comes across because we um you know we, we want to get on these places and we're, we're like excited it's like we're at the start line of a race waiting for the gun to go off but it's already gone off like we want to get out there as soon as we can yeah. um you know and, and we've got lots of plans this year um you know seeing and doing the things that we couldn't do the last two years you know on a personal basis and from an evertrack point of view so yeah when it comes to planning look i think what, what we're kind of making out is essentially you know it is important to get a date in the diary um it is important to, to kind of plan for the future um but also it's okay to make a spontaneous decision and say you know what i'm going to go next month uh you know obviously we've got space there is the caveat of that at the moment it is very very busy um we're due to run our biggest season ever over in nepal we're due to have our biggest season ever over in tanzania yeah. as Dave have some pups because he knows the planning that got gone talk about it. planning man I spent so much <laughs> like months of my life planning other people's adventures but um yeah. hey that's not a bad way to to live your life right but um yeah exactly, Nepal exactly. the Nepal and the base camp season and is gonna yeah. be seriously epic this year Huge. um and the closer we're getting to it now the more and more confident that I'm coming I've taught myself some reticence over these last few years because we've got close to the, well, it's close to the start line and been told the race has been delayed, but actually I think now it's happening and it's, yeah, seriously awesome. Seriously yeah, awesome. 100%. Now, again, Dave, you go into there, yeah, we, look, all we've done the last two years in terms of Evertrack behind the scenes is planned because we haven't been able to run many trips. Okay, we had some of the autumn training weekends in the UK, skills weekends, things like that, but uh, now we're running trips again. Yeah, there's so much that we want to do. I think, you know, Diane's uh, put, made a good point there, you know, around, um, yeah, I know you guys, uh, or just Andy, uh, plan on trying out Machu Picchu. Any plans to do some of the other trips? Yeah, Diane, you know, like these trips we created, especially once Machu Picchu, because it's a route that no other company does in the UK. Yeah. We're really proud of that, you know, having these remote kind of adventures that are quieter. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we've, we've hooked up a really good team. We've got a lot of experience running those trips. But on a personal basis, yeah, we, we'd, we'd love to get out there. I mean, you know, we created these right at the beginning of, um, you know, the good old sea bug. And as Dave put it in his email, now we've got the uh, the travel bug. Um, that's the one we want to feed, not the sea bug. Um, yeah. And that's where we're at right now. So, yeah, we've, um, we certainly can't wait to, to kind of welcome you guys. However, if, you know, I know some of you are here for the first time. I did see someone put there. I think it's Amy Cutting. Amy, welcome. You're my first live tune in. EBC roll on October. <clears throat> there are a lot of um, uh, people who, you know, some, some people haven't got things booked in their diary. Maybe they've got things booked in this year, but maybe the next couple of years a, a little bit freer. And something yeah. we've done, which we're, um, you know, which I'll sort of go into before we, we answer the questions, is that today, um, for 10 days, we've actually, um, we call it the, the, the 10 day tenor or the, or the 10 day deposits for £10. Essentially, for the next 10 days, we are dropping our. Um, deposits from 200 pound down to 10 pound 
for anyone who wants to drop uh, book onto a trip, any new booking um, that chooses a monthly payment. So essentially, you go on the website, you're like, right, okay, as an example, I'm going to pick Tupcal. You want to do an eight day Tupcal trip at the end of the year or 2023, and you want to pay for it monthly, then you only pay £10 over the next 10 days. So we'll be um, dropping a bit more info on emails to everyone, but I wanted to kind of announce it, Dave, because I know we've been thinking about doing something like this. Yeah, for a while. I mean, we thought, why not now? Now we can do things. Exactly. I mean, it's all come about because trips can go now. <coughs> so we want to make things as easy as possible as you know as easy as we can possibly make it for people that want to go on these trips and we know the majority of people tend to book on trips the majority of people tend to spread spread the cost monthly and it's about that bit that i said at the beginning what's the hardest part of these trips it's the decision to actually go for it um and you know we want to make that part one of the easiest and one of the easiest things that we can do is make it so you know it's the, the cost of a tenner you'll see that you know go on amazon and find out what you can do for a tenner you know and and <laughs> exactly. then uh, and then figure out you know actually starting the trip of a lifetime yeah you can't do better so yeah, yeah hopefully all of you guys everyone that's listening and everyone that's listening on on youtube and the podcast after this live yeah remember that today what's it 25th of january 2022 for the yeah. next 10 days you can book on for a tenner Bang it. yeah and that's um it's live now so i mean we haven't put any communications yet because we wanted to announce first on the live but yeah so 10 pounds for the next 10 days um yeah if you if you wanted to get yourself booked in um but just it is uh, it, this is just for subscription um people so if you've got uh we have a trip for a tenner. <laughs> Sorry, Bright. It costs a little bit more than that, mate. But uh, yeah, you can book on for a ten pound deposit, um, uh, and yeah, and and you're in, and you can get yourself in, and yeah. The, and again, we talk about planning, getting the date in the diary. Obviously, it's an opportunity if you if you haven't got any dates in the diary for the next few years. I know most of you have, but if you haven't, it's there. So yeah, we'd um, obviously any questions around that, do let us know. And it's live now. So if you wanted to go on the website and you do select payment plan. It will change from 200 down to 10. Yeah. Um, just so you can see, and that is live. But yeah, Dave, I, I'm conscious, mate, because I know we've been going a while, but we, we've had a lot of questions come in around planning, a lot of specific questions. Should we go into them? Yeah, why not? Yeah. So the no first uh, question I'll do, I believe, came in via email from Alan Blake. Alan, nice. welcome. Yeah. Um, so you and your son are doing Killy next February. Uh, basically, that's, that's as far as you know. So I take it you've let your son do the majority of the, uh, the actual organising. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, let's have a quick look. So I've lost your page. Uh, so I'll just answer these. I'll answer them. And I'll do them in a quick fire format, okay? Nice. What's the best flights? Personally, I usually book with Qatar Airways. Yeah. Um, what airport do you fly into? That's uh, Kilimanjaro International Airport in Tanzania. The code is JRO. What happens when you get there? Um, you'll go straight into the visa hall. If you've already got your visa in advance, you'll walk straight through, hand it over, go get your luggage, walk yeah. out the airport, look for the, the person with the Epitrex sign, get in the car, go to the hotel, have a beer. Um, uh, when do you need the departure flight? So the itinerary is 11 days. Day one being the day you arrive, day 11 being the day that you depart. Um, I'm just going to have a quick look now. So what did you say? The, the guitar airways, love it. <laughs> I, take it the, um, I take it the auto captions are on Facebook, which is always fun. Oh, guitar uh, yeah. airways, great music. Yeah. yeah, the best ever. Best in flight entertainment. <laughs> um, great stuff, James. 
Yeah, your son needs to be back early um, as he can for school. They won't let him take time yeah. off even for this. Uh, that's it for now. Awesome. So hopefully, yeah, I've answered those questions for you. Um, our trip is an 11-day itinerary, so you know you'll leave <coughs> technically on day zero to arrive on day one, yeah. and then you'll depart Tanzania on day 11. Um, nice, Dave. Nice. Uh, Andrea, um, she emailed in around asking about Island Peak. Um, so I know there's a, a few of you on the live who are going for Island Peak. Mick, um, I know you've been... Uh, I mean, you can't wait to do Island Peak. It's been booked in for a number of years, mate. Um, but yeah, she's asking, um, she's going for the trip planner. So she must have received a planner over the last um, over the last week. Yeah, we sent quite a lot of planners uh, to all of our um, Evertrekkers uh, who are due to go um, in the spring. Obviously, we're working through them as fast as we can. So if you haven't had yours, um, do let us know if you're due to go in the spring. Um, I think until the end of May. And uh, yeah, we're trying to get them all out ready because um, there's a, it's a very high number. But anyway, she's had a planner and about Island Peak. Um, they said, look, there are a few days where the terrain's quite slippy. Yes, it's um, so essentially when you're on Island Peak, um, you know, it is quite glaciated. So there's a lot of ice, um, especially the time of year now, it's, it's a lot of snow as well. I uh, want to confirm, can we hire crampons? We don't need to take your own. Yeah, you certainly can. If you haven't got your own crampons, and this goes for any of your gear, we can hire it locally. Um, you know, if you want to bring your own, that's fine. You know, uh, we know a lot of you do maybe ice climbing. Um, you know, if you're doing winter mountaineering, maybe done Scotland, North Wales, whatever you've done in the past, it helps. Um, it's like anything, any any experience you can get um, whilst wearing crampons will help. But if you haven't got your own, you can use um, uh, the local ones. Uh, you try and pack as light as possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just obviously asking you, will that be okay? Also asked about what gloves, mittens do you recommend for Island Peak Summit? Again, they can be, um, you know, if you haven't got any of those, you can get them locally in Kathmandu. Um, you know, it's, it's literally a plethora of trekking stores uh, in Kathmandu, in Tamil. Literally, it's like amazing if, if you know, for me, they're like, it's like sweet shops. I can't stop um, going and having a little look at the gear and, and speaking to the people that run it. Because a lot of the people that run it are actually ex-Sherpas. Um, so it's always quite interesting. Um, but yeah, with mittens and gloves, when you're on Island Peak, you know, you, you're going over 6,000 meters. You need to have, uh, you know, good uh, sort of downfilled gloves. Um, you know, so they need to be, uh, you know, they're not cheap, uh, you know, especially if you buy them in, in the UK. You're looking at 100 quid plus for a decent pair of down gloves and mittens. Um, I always prefer gloves just because it means, you know, you can use the, the, the fingers. It's like when I get ski gloves, you know, I use them because they're really good in like down to like minus 20. Yeah. Uh, and if it gets the weather does come in on Island Peak, which we, we has when we run trips before, um, yeah, you need them. You need them. And uh, Dave, I know you're a big fan of these. That, that, that when you have two layers, right? You have the inner layer glove, yeah. outer layer glove. Recommend that for Island Peak, right? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I always have a pair of the liner gloves anyway. Um, yeah. And then it just makes things so much easier, especially because sometimes your hands can sort of. Once they get sort of cold and numb, you don't really notice how much sort of damage you're doing with the cold until you actually have to try and use your hands. So I always have liners and stuff like that. I'd rather be too warm than too cool. Um, yeah. yeah, big fan of that. Um, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think nice. uh, also as well, actually, it's just worth a mention that yeah. talking about equipment for Island Peak, you will also should, if you book this spring, so, so if, you, if you have a trip up till sort of May time, yeah. um i believe lauren's been busy in a way getting all the planners out we know some of them have arrived yeah. you'll have the evertrek buff 
Um, oh, yes. Which, which um, th these claims I'm about to make I be uh, are unsubstantiated, but I believe that that's the buff that will keep you alive up to minus 52 degrees C. Um, wow. It's, complete, it's completely, <laughs> completely windproof, um, can stretch to form an entire cocoon. It's, uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't had one, uh, drop us a message if you go in this spring because um, Lauren will get on it. Um, I had another message. Uh, question, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure who it's from, so put your hand up. Um, hi, dudes. What do you think of this? And it's a training mask. I'm going to click the link, so this better not be uh, some sort of weird virus. Um, <laughs> I weird. think that was from David. Uh, David Clift. Okay. Uh, hey, David. Weirdly, I've just clicked on that. And do you mm. want to know the screen I've got? It's like a weird dog. <laughs> um, so, if it's one of those, um, <laughs> if it's one of those breathing masks that actually restricts the airflow into your yeah. lungs, um, we don't really recommend them as training for altitude. Mm. Um, we've had, ha we've been down to the altitude center and they give us a little bit of advice on those. So, essentially, you get this exact same effect from breathing through a straw. Um, the air that you're breathing in still has the same amount of oxygen per breath as it does uh, without it. It's just yeah. you're getting less. So it will not acclimatize you and your body won't register that as being at yeah. altitude. Um, there is some argument to say that it will, you know, strengthen your breathing and kind of get you yeah. used to sort of being out of breath and things like that. So that may be of some use. Um, the information that I've got is that any benefit you get from that will not be outweighed by the sort you, yeah. you you won't be doing as much exercise and pushing yourself as much as you would have done without it. So, I think yeah, not for me that one. But yeah. honestly, if you buy it and you try it and you find it works, I would love to know. Um, yeah. So please do let me know if you give it a go and it, and it does work. But basically, yeah. they don't they don't normally call them their altitude simulation masks. Yeah, I saw um, that. I was at training the high altitude simulation. I always find that a bit misleading because. Um... You know, it's hard to simulate altitude unless, you know, because breathing is essentially the same. It's not, you don't, like if any of you are scuba divers out there, when you've got a, uh, you're breathing uh, pressurized air at depth, you know, you've got to really suck in that air. That's probably similar, more similar to that, I'd say. Yeah. Whereas, because I've used, I've used similar ones, not that one particular, but I have used, um, uh, you know, like uh, breathing resistance tools, actually before the first time I went to base camp. But it was because of my asthma, you know, and literally it just strengthens your diaphragm, which, you know, can help. And if it helps, you know, 1% is a benefit. But I would say when it comes to altitude simulation, I think it's a bit misleading. So, yeah, David, I, you know, you tried and tested, mate. Get your body in the best, um, you know, and I know you're, you're going with a few people. Get your body in the best state you can, you know, in terms of health. Um, you know, listen to the guys. Go slow. Drink heaps of water, you know, four litres. Um, you know, enjoy yourself, uh, have a great time. I think, you know what, all of that, in my opinion, is better than these training masks. And it's just personal yeah. opinion. I know a lot of people out there who, who like to use them. Um, but, you know, we, we just, from an altitude perspective, we always think that, you know, by the tried and tested way, rather than using these supposed high altitude simulation things, yeah. obviously the, the ones at the altitude center are different because they're, um, like Dave said, they actually do drop the oxygen levels um, you know, obviously quite technical equipment yeah. they use. Um, they, 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 they do actually simulate altitude. Yeah, because it's to um, do with um, yeah. air pressure as well. Yeah. So the air pressure that and the, of which you're breathing that oxygen in is is different. Yeah. Um, quite scientific. 
more talk about gloves as well. There was one, I don't know if Mark Beecroft is on this live, but he gave a great recommendation, which is, um, I forget the name of them now, but they're, still, <coughs> Excuse they're me. basically like these these woolen sort of gloves that you can get that you'd expect a farmer to be wearing up in the Isle of Skye or something, but they're really, really good. Mark, if you remember the name, because I can't pull it from my mind right now, drop it in. But yeah, they're really, really good. Um, a quick look now. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, Nick Howlett. Book to go on Elvis oh, hey, July 23 um, with the situation in Russia. Mm. Uh, if tragically there is conflict and war and due to its proximity to the Ukraine, what would happen to the trip? Honestly, Nick, it's unknown at this stage. Yeah. What would happen to the trip and whether or not there might be some travel restrictions into Russia? I know previously there was some sort of like going back quite a long time ago there was an issue where i think a plane got shot down over the ukraine and they did limit oh, some they did, yeah but they, they did limit some flights at that time honestly nick i don't know hopefully that doesn't happen um we're gonna have to sort of let you know as and when we we, we come to that bridge unfortunately it's not something that we could predict um you know especially given our government's information. I mean, we're, we've been arguing for two weeks over what is and isn't a party. So, so if actual war was to break out, I honestly don't know. Um, but we will keep you informed 100% ahead of time with yeah. the requirements. So rest assured on that. Yeah, I think any any this goes for anything. I know obviously the, the situation over there is a bit um, dynamic right now. I mean, it can change. It's like anything, I think. If there's any um anything that happens like that then obviously we won't be running trips if we're not allowed there we, we have to keep an eye on the restrictions and again we, we'd have to reschedule it probably similar to uh, you know i hate to say the word because we said it god, god knows how many times similar to covid um in terms of you know if we can't if we're not allowed into a country because of restrictions then we um you know we, we are lucky because we don't organize flights um you know we can reschedule and we do have that flexibility yeah and that goes with with elvis i mean for any reason that uh, things get rescheduled a bump down the road but yeah hopefully you know i like to think uh, certain things can get resolved um you know we, we we hope so because we can't wait to go to elvis ourselves yeah um you know hopefully um later this year in the summer so that'd be great but yeah we'll, we'll keep our keep our fingers crossed with that but good question nick um you know always always worth asking these things mate and uh yeah fingers crossed um everything's cool out there um yeah we'll see how it goes um jim blues jim how are you doing um great to see jim on here out of interest do many people sign up for a trek who have never hiked before we've had a few yeah we've had a few i've actually uh, dave um obviously good friend of ours now but uh yeah tembo who came with us to um Killy, not really yep. a trekker at all photographer uh, a super bike photographer and um yeah got to the summit of Killy, and he hadn't really been trekking much before did all um, his training him. in vegas yeah, that's right. Three weeks before we went, he was in Vegas um, on a Kawasaki uh, uh, motorbike shoot. And yeah. Uh, yeah, turned up, obviously found it hard. We go back to what Dave said earlier about uh, what Tyson Fury said. Um, he was definitely of, uh, he didn't do any training, but he still suffered. Yeah. Um, a lot of us who had done training also suffered. Um, it's part and parcel of it. But, you know, some of us had an easier time of it than, um, uh, than James. But yeah, it's, it was a, a great trip. But yeah, we do. We do. I mean, we always say there's no substitute for getting out, pack on your back, strapping your boots on, getting out there and putting in the mileage. It will help you because a lot yeah. of our trips are just walking and trekking. Um, OK, they're on consecutive days, they're long distance, 
but you know i'd say 80 percent of our trips are non-technical um maybe even uh, maybe 90 percent of our trips are non-technical uh obviously there's there's ones we do we want to um you know like island peak you know anytime you're on fixed ropes anytime you're on snow you have to use crampons or ice axe you know different types of trips but yeah just just get out there and, and enjoy it but yeah good question mate. good question yeah um so i had another uh, question from Bryony <coughs> again on gloves wait this is a it's i love it when we this sort of get side, sidetracked into into those type of things um, but can we recommend a good warm uh, glove for yeah. everest base camp and also winter uh -huh. cycling so yeah i think the I, i'll be honest the best gloves that i've found are usually ones that are designed specifically for e for each job um yeah. i know seal skins do waterproof warm gloves but they're not necessarily they do cycling ones and hiking ones i would say that the type of insulated warm glove that you need um for everest base camp might be a bit bulky for actually riding a bike on um but all the gloves that we mentioned earlier are really good one thing you might actually like, they're not particularly waterproof, but the Montane uh, gloves that I use are, I used on Kilimanjaro, which are the um, the small little like down jacket ones for your hands. I forgot the name of the man. I'm losing my uh, mind today on stuff. But I will, what I'm going to do is when Andy's answering the next question, I am going to Google okay. it, send it to Lauren, and she will put a comment um, for these gloves. Now, they're really yeah. good. They're lightweight. Um, and actually, if you wanted to would do winter cycling and it wasn't raining, those would be really good. And uh, Shona, she's come up with it. Uh, Dashstein gloves or Dashstein gloves? Of course, Shona. Um, she knows her stuff. Yeah, they're, 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 <laughs> the, they're the ones that are like mittens. Um, yeah. yeah, I actually have a pair and they're really, really, really good. Um, yeah. she, uh, do you know what? I don't even have to Google the Montane Prism gloves. Why, see, why the value of the collective mind. Eh? Do you see what uh, I mean? Williams do you see what I mean? Like, I put it out there, they put it back, and then it bounces off to someone new. It's amazing what this community does. But um, those gloves, those Dashstein mitts, hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, yeah. I do have a set that I'll be honest with you, I very rarely wear, but they do sit in the bag and they'll get wet and still keep you warm. They're really, really yeah. good. Um, but yeah, uh, the Montane Prism gloves, literally, um, Bryony, they, they pack up smaller than my fist, tiny little bag, um, and you put them on, they're like little down jackets for your hands, and they will keep you really warm, even to pretty cold temperatures, and they're really lightweight. Yeah, they're good. I, I used to, I, I've used a pair of them probably about three years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, something like that, and yeah, very good. And again, minimal weight. Um, as Mark says, though, yeah, not... Um, 100% uh, not waterproof, but very warm. Yeah, yeah, I've had that. Yeah, a little bit of moisture. I think you know, we struggle to get warm and waterproof mitts uh, or yeah. um, or gloves. Yeah, it just happens that way. Um, unfortunately, like like Dave said, there's ones that do either or, but not both as we found. But, you know, um, there are some uh, unusual ones out there. Dave, you, you mentioned about asking the next question. Um, I'll ask one from Mona, actually, because um, um, and probably a, a, an actual serious one. Um, I know you mentioned, Mona, uh, not happy with my blood's being reviewed. Uh, so I know you, you've had some, some health issues there. Um, what to do, body failing, but insurance informed and all paid for. Yeah, it's, it's one of those. Um, I think ultimately we've all got to make the decision of whether to go on these trips or not. You know, adventure travel is dangerous at any time, especially at altitude. Um, you know, it's managed. We, we always talk about managed and unmanaged danger. Certainly it's managed danger. 
when you do drop into that equation that you do have something that you know this goes for everyone Mona obviously I know we know each other well um you know and, and I hope you're okay mate uh but yeah you just want to I always always cover it off with you know it's personal decision I always you always want to listen to medical staff because they are the experts when it comes to that now that being said I know that most GPs aren't experts at altitude and you know we always I always recommend speaking to, to people who, who go to altitude that being said if you know if you can get insurance and, and and you feel okay and you want to go you know because Ramona you've been with us to Everest Base Camp and obviously we'd love to, to do Killy you know I know it's a big tick for you and we'd love to make that happen um you know as long as you can get insurance and you know you're comfortable with going on a trip you know we're happy to have you uh, we'll work with you to, to make it happen we've had people with a lot of serious conditions um and you know that is different and it is a different type of trip because things happen got to go slower maybe you got to make more allowances but i still think you can do it personally um you know on a professional level as long as you're happy and as long as you're aware of the risks and as long as you can get insurance and we can get you off the mountain if anything happens then you know you can come with us um you know but yeah i hope you're okay mate i, I wanted to to answer that one um mona asked about why dollars in tanzania yeah um i think anywhere that the dollar has touched historically tends to linger you see that in asia because uh, you know anywhere like obviously nepal dollars dollars rule anywhere obviously because of maybe uh, following on from some of the wars that have happened um but yeah in tanzania they just seem to love the old dollars um you know they they always find it easier from a uh, must be from a marketing perspective or as a country they've decided yeah. right if we put everything in dollars people are understanding yeah i think that's why they do it so yeah if you get dollars mate they're they're it's great. Um, yeah. You know, you'd be able to use them in Tanzania. Also, it's a currency as well, isn't it, that you can get here yeah. and bring with you. The Tanzanian yeah. shilling you can't get here. And also, <laughs> like, this many Tanzanian shilling get you a pencil case. <laughs> you know, so that many dollars would get you a lot more. Um, awesome. Uh, Notice a quick question pop up, so I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. let it skip the queue because it's one uh, we almost talked about, which is power on the mountains, but we thought we'd save that for another day. Dave um, the power carpenter. Yeah. That's what we're going to So, uh, Tamron, <laughs> you're off to, uh, off to EBC, I think, next month, maybe the month after. Ooh, I'll exciting. Check I do know when you're going, Tamron. I just can't remember the exact, uh, the exact date. I actually remember speaking to you before you, um, before you, when, when, when you booked in. Feels like it was a long time ago now. But yeah, is there a, a silly question? No, there's never silly questions. Um, no. Is there a particular reason anyone buys the Anchor Power Bank over other brands? Um, I'll be honest with you, for me, it's mainly just due to the reliability of the Anchor Power Banks. Yeah. Um, I bought my first one in 2016. It's still in my collection. <laughs> you know, it still <laughs> runs perfectly fine. Um, there are other brands out there, you know, and I'm sure they do just as good a job, but I like, I tend to like what I'm familiar with. Um, they're very simple. They're easy to use. They hold yeah. their power um, better than some other brands in colder temperatures. Um, and and they, it's never failed me. It's never broken. Um, so I don't see any reason why I would go to another one. I recommended them based on my personal experience to lots and lots of Evertrekkers. They've all used them and I've never had anyone come back to me and say that it was rubbish and it broke down and yeah. they were left without power. So that's why i would recommend and you're going to base camp on the 16th of april i wasn't just looking that up as i was talking no anchors yeah there's loads i've got probably you know different versions of anchor power banks over the years yeah and you know i, I remember starting using them and thinking wow this is great and then you know obviously we've, we've we've talked about them god knows how many times 
And yeah, there's there's loads. If you Google power bank on on you know if, even if you go onto Amazon, there's so many different makes now. I think they've cottoned on. I think Anchor are kind of the I'd say you know if if they were um, a phone make, they'd be Apple, right? They're the premium version of power banks. I think there are probably lesser versions of them, which might have some tweaks, some different features, but are less reliable, um, but are cheaper, you know. Um, but I think Anchor, I, you know, I've got, I think I've got three, and yeah, they're great. I think one, you know, obviously they come in variable sizes. Usually we aim for around, I think it's like twenty six eight hundred. I think yeah. MPH is kind of the, the the default big brick size, about this big, and they power an iPhone. Uh, I, I think I've got a twelve. Um, but several times. So just to give you an idea of, okay, if I'm away for a certain amount of time, you can charge it at different points, um, you know, but if you want to take a couple, uh, you can do. Just just always be wary that if you are bringing them on trips, have them in your hand luggage, not in your hold luggage. Yeah. Because um, they're quite strict on it. And sometimes if you, if you put them accidentally in your hold luggage, um, they come up on scanners, they'll take them out just yeah. because they, they are risks sometimes. It's so easy done as well. I did it on the yeah. way to Andorra. Luckily, the, my bag yeah. made it through. But um, also, Brian asked a question. Does the power on the mountain cover charging <laughs> your phone on a plane? I'll be honest, Brian, it does. If The uh, the anchor power banks are only as good as the person using them. Um, and if the person in control of the anchor power bank is an idiot that brings the wrong <laughs> cable, um, then you can't accuse the power bank of having failed. That's more of a, of a personal failure and uh, yeah it does create quite some drama on as you get off the plane mate but, that's um, why you that's why you have uh, you have someone with you just in case right yeah always travel with some backup <laughs> always travel with some backup always email everything you need to your friend who has power yeah. um yeah awesome um let's have a quick look any more cues laurie moody um can we but i love it how people they always like oh, this this is a serious cue but it's like okay. sometimes we have silly question, then we have serious question, and then we have like joke. Well, likes about balance, Dave. So it's all good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only person that doesn't need to sort of um, preface his questions is Brian. We know exactly what type of questions they are. Um, <laughs> uh, serious Q. Can yeah. we book extra days accommodation in Kathmandu through Evertrek at the end of our EDC trip? Absolutely. Um, yeah. All you need to do is let me know your flight details. What yeah. I will then do is arrange the accommodation for the length of time that you're in the country, unless you tell me otherwise. Um, we have a great deal um, and a great understanding working relationship with the hotel Aloft in Kathmandu yeah. in Tamil. And um, you can pay those guys directly for the extra nights when you arrive, but you don't yeah. need to book it in or make any reserv reservations all done for you. Yeah, we'll do it. There's a couple of questions here. I'll, I'll tackle them. Um, I'm not sure. I hope we haven't covered it. Um, sorry, Joel, if we have. Uh, try to, uh, I tend to book flights late uh, for trips. Yeah, mate, I'm I'm like that sometimes. Due to go this October, I was going to book July-ish. Is it wise for EBC? Yeah, um, I go back to what I said at the beginning, you know, it's the unknown at the moment. You could probably get away with it, but it is a risk that uh, the prices might go up because of availability. I like to think more airlines are going to start running more flights. Just a hunch. But I think um, as things as the restrictions now are kind of lessened a little bit, certainly in certain countries, you know, like uh, I think it was announced yesterday in England that you don't need to do a test when you return anymore. Any, not even laterals, which is great. Um, I think that's from the 4th of Feb. Um, and, you know, I think rolling out in, in around different, um, you know, Wales or Scotland, Northern Ireland, you know, um, there's, there's, this is going to, you know, I know they're different rules, but essentially I think generally they'll, they'll follow suit. So do keep an eye on that. But yeah, just thinking about flights, I think sometimes, 
yeah, once the uh, once the demand is there, they will be offering more. So yeah, it depends on budget, really, Joel. I think you know they, you might mean you might have to pay a couple of hundred pounds more uh, because you're leaving it late, or you might get away with it. You might have a couple of good deals. Um, but yeah, let us know. It'd be interesting just to see what the because yeah. I know we're booking some flights, but if let us know kind of roughly what the going rate is uh, over the next sort of um, you know six to twelve months, guys. Whether you're booking flights, whether it's like you get okay good deals and where which airlines. Also, if you know if it's costing a lot. I saw a quote earlier somewhere had to pay a thousand pounds for a flight. Um, it's just good to see where the where it kind of price points are at the moment, you know, because um, yeah, just good to know where it's at. Awesome. Um, yeah. Debbie uh, has asked a random question. Um, okay. Can you do the beginning of the EBC trek in good sports trainers? Um, good you're question. going in March 23. Hey, your ankles being restricted. Uh, obviously, as you get higher, it will be colder and need to switch them, but wondered if it's possible to wear them for the first part of the trek. So, Debbie, the question, uh, the answer is yes, it is possible. Um, I should preface that with we always recommend everyone wear boots um, because the additional ankle support provided is sort of invaluable. A lot of the trails are rocky, rooty in the early part of the, the trek, so quite easy to roll an ankle. Um, and we wouldn't want you to injure yourself that early on. However, it is a personal choice. Um, you'll see porters at that stage of the trip in flip-flops. Um, what I'd recommend is probably um, some like trekking trainers um, instead of like sports trainers. Um, because they do have a stiffer sole with more grip. Um, so your ankles are still sort of, you know, free, but, you know, you're not going to feel every single little stone under your foot and things like that. A good compromise might be the Hocker One One ones. They, yeah, like nice. trail, they do trail running shoes. Um, so they're, they're really lightweight, but they're, they're also really soft and supportive. Um, so they feel basically like trainers, but they are good for the trails. Um, but yeah, but glad to see that you are at least considering switching to boots as you get higher, particularly on the glacier. Um, when you get up to Everest Base Camp and quite high, it's quite yeah. slippery. Makes a big difference. Andy himself rolled an ankle on the and, and lucked out of it really. Um, but I think without the, yeah, my mainles, yeah, without the yeah, tore the the eyelet off his mandel. Yeah. Um, and without the extra support of the boot, um, the ankle would have wouldn't have had that support. So, just something to yeah. consider. But yeah, check out the Hocker One Ones. Um, yeah, they might be they might be ideal for you, Debbie. Yeah, good good shout, Dave. There's um, it is one of those peace of mind things. <laughs> Bingo. Um, yeah, no, we obviously we talk about Mandels, and I haven't got shares of Mandels yet, but maybe I should. Uh, or Apple. Uh, I saw a few comments. Um, yeah, when it comes to to these, you know, it's peace of mind. I I know sometimes, you know, when everyone's different, when you walk in, you, you, you like to think, especially, you know, over a 12 day period or a long trek, you like to think that you're always going to be concentrating where your foot placement is. And over time, you know, it does get better and you have more confidence. But sometimes maybe your mind wanders, maybe you're thinking about something, you know, because walking is good thinking time and you can just forget to plant your feet. I've done it. I've done it a few times, but I've been lucky that I've been wearing suitable boots that will cover my ankle. Otherwise... I wouldn't have any ankles left right now. <laughs> um, yeah, mandels, anything with, with ankle cover. And yeah, certainly I know a lot of people, trail runners especially, or people who just like trail shoes, uh, as Dave said, they'll prefer to use them on the entire base camp trip. And it's just, it's up to you guys. Um, you know, we, we can only impress on the importance of having ankle support just because we don't want to see you three or four days into a trip and turn around because of it. Yeah. Well, you could have covered it because of, um, you know, if you had ankle support. But, uh, you know, um, hopefully... 
um you know it doesn't happen but yeah just just in case always worth chatting about these things because sometimes you don't know you can just be thinking about something and it takes that split second and then it's turnaround time so yeah just um always, always worth thinking guys uh, about that um again and i know that the boots are for everyone and you know you can um you know if, if, if you want to risk it with the others go for it but yeah just just worth thinking about that definitely yep Awesome. Oh, Nick has asked, how's yeah. my knee? Um, Nick, knee's doing fine, mate. Um, in fact, the, the knee is the least of my problems at the moment. I've hurt my back. Um, I, What's I happening, Dave? I know. I'm, I'm hesitant <laughs> to say it was mountain biking, but I went for a ride on Sunday. Nothing happened. It was under debt. It was a great ride, actually. I was on it. But yeah. my back's aching. has been quite sore for two days. Wasn't going to mention ah, it, but you know me, guys. You know me. I'll lay it all out for <laughs> you, you know. But, uh, but yeah, the, the knees, the knees doing fine. Yeah, knees great. Thank um, you for asking. What we got? We got about ten minutes, so we've still got heaps to do. So I'm going to fire through these, Dave. Um, okay. Take it in turns. I think we'll do some quick fire. Um, right. Byrony, uh, I have a multi-trip insurance. Only covers under three thousand meters. Could I just get additional insurance for the days over three thousand? Would just be a problem. I'd say Byrony, um, in terms of the uh, the cost for insurance. Highly recommend that you get, um, you know, obviously insurance that covers you up and over the, the trip uh, height that you're going to be at. I, knowing insurance companies, you know, in terms of getting it just for the days, it's always worth getting it for the entire trip, you know, rather than just saying, I have it for that one day, just because you don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, and I think if you can get it that covers you for the whole trip, I think that's the best way forward. I know, obviously, it's an additional cost. Um, hopefully, um, you know, we do have. Uh, Lauren's on here. Put the put the link to our insurance article that give you a few options there, um, and you can have a look and see what's best. I, you know, impress on the importance of getting adequate insurance. You know, hopefully we don't use it, but it means that we don't have any issues then if you're trying to get any money back off the insurance company yeah. um, when they're arguing over were you there that day, were you there that day. You know, it it just creates confusion. I think if you can just cover it, peace of mind, you won't have to think about it, and you can just enjoy your trip. That's my personal opinion. Uh, Dave, what's next? Um, Andy Corner, yeah. in your experience, is it colder on Killy in September or EBC? Probably, I, I don't know. Um, I've been September. I went to the EBC in September and it was warm. Yeah, like, I'd say Killy's colder, I'd say. I'd, yeah, um, I'd, probably, I'd probably say Killy. Um, yeah, <laughs> again, though, yeah, that's just for the summit day. Um, overall, Killy is not that cold on the way up. Um, it gets gradually colder in the nights as you go yeah. higher. Um, but they're so different. Like Killy has its own little weird microclimate, so it's it tends yeah. to little showers here and there, and it's always cold on top, but can be thirty degrees <laughs> at, the, at the bottom. Um, EBC again gets gradually colder as you go up, but in September is relatively mild. But it is the yeah. Himalaya, so it's changeable. You know, it can you can go in September and like one year I never used my sleeping bag; it was that warm, um, yeah. even in Gorekshep. And then I've been, you know, early October and uh it was the coldest trip i've ever done so yeah very nice. changeable but just go on killy we'll go with killy great stuff um i'm not sure if it's been answered uh i think mona asked about hiring duffel bag and sleeper bag for killy any chance of hiring a good air mattress um we'll check if they're available dave because i know normally we because you have a mattress included i don't the believe air mattresses so. are, are quite technical equipment i'd say if you're going to bring your yeah. own right they also they're quite expensive for how long they yeah. last if they're being used that regularly um you know these spring leaks you have to tape them up and stuff like that so yeah unfortunately we can't rent uh air mattresses i did ask the question way back when um but you know good excuse to buy your own they're really good to have 
Yeah. Um, again, we did a live a few weeks back, and I think it was the stocking filler, so it would have been just before Christmas. Before Christmas, yeah. Um, yeah. Whoa, actually, because I got yours. Up the mess. This is the the one I use, the Thermarest. Thermarest. Um, it's that big, you know, so it's not that big. It weighs like nothing. It. Yeah, it like weighs next to nothing. Yeah. Um, and it's um, yeah, see, so wraps up in nice there, day. nice and easy. So yeah, get, have a look at Thermarest. I'll be honest, they're quite expensive for what they are. You can get cheaper yeah. ones, but you know, you uh, buy cheap buy twice. Is, yeah, buy cheap buy twice is my uh, my motto. Nice. Uh, Marky V asked um, about the the much the much cancelled Tupcal trip. Yeah, Mark, I know we were due to go on a um, our Tupcal because obviously this was a personal thing. Um, but we, yeah, very frustrating. I know we've had to move it. I think uh, Morocco as a whole, um, yeah, has been kind of restricted for for UK travellers. Hopefully, I, I've heard on the grapevine this is changing soon, uh, as of next month. And yes, we'll be certainly in terms of going over there because I was meant to be over there for my birthday um, and just doing a trip. Um, certainly, I'll be um, letting you know, Mark, uh, once we're doing that. Get some dates. Hopefully, you can make those dates. If not, I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll see you on a trip again. Um, obviously, I know you're, you're due to go to uh, Annapurna, isn't it? So that'll probably happen before this. Um, but yeah, can't wait to get back to Morocco. We um, and, and anyone that's booked on Morocco trips, we can't wait to, to get you back there. Sorry, I'm just um, being distracted by Rosie. She's, uh, <laughs> I can see. Yeah, she's prayer she's Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> she's nice. busy bodying with prayer flags over there um right dave we've we got a few questions we've got about five minutes so let's let's right um let's have a quick look uh francina yeah. hey how's it going francina uh, hell oh, of an hey, adventurer francina and her daughter um can i change machu picchu for uh for this year to the ice fields for next year yeah of course you can um plenty of flexibility with our trips so um just yeah. drop the guys a message info at evertrek.co.uk um nice. and we can get that switched over for you nice um i think diane's asked about uh, is one anchor power bank enough for a trip i presume yeah, you could get away. I've certainly on trips only taken one at times. Um, mm. Just be aware, certain places you might be able to recharge. Like I know on Killy, um, you're quite limited with electricity. So you might not be able to charge as you get closer to the summit. Um, you know, we managed to find some, but again, they, they don't they don't normally advertise it. And, and uh, basically the huts that are up there um, for, the, for the kind of locals, they don't really like to give it to the trekking people. Uh, but yeah, um, we managed to, to, to persuade them um, at the time. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'd say it, maybe if you could take two, I think that would cover it. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. I didn't day. need to persuade them, me. I was sat back with my five power banks. <laughs> I was powering the cameraman stuff, my stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you can get by with one, but ask yourself this yeah. question. Do you want to? <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Um, well, look, I think I'm just looking. Oh, here we go. There is, I think it was from Tom. Tom Massetto. Hey, Tom. Uh, is there an arrival time when you cannot get collected from Killy Airport? One flight I was looking at arrives about 2 a.m. That's a good question, actually. Normally, yeah, because our team over there uh, are able to pick you up generally anytime. But I do know, because it, it, it's certain, certain early hours, isn't it? The airport have some restrictions, right? I, yeah, I no, sorry. I was, I was just laughing at Rosie walking into a wall there. Um <laughs> it's, it's it's a weird display um yeah you can arrive i think at 2 a.m honestly though i would strongly advise you not to because yeah, yeah. 2 a.m gives you almost no time to go to the hotel 
relax yeah. before you have to wake up the next day and do the day trip if you miss the day trip you'll be missing out on some awesome experience me and andy yeah. are only watching the video yesterday of the um, yeah. made about the day trip and we realize that it's so fantastic so uh, honestly i would say yeah. if my only option was 2 a.m i would rather arrive a day earlier and have an extra day than arrive 2 a.m on schedule because it'll just mean you're the beginning of your trip is so compressed and short timed that you'll uh you won't have enough time to sort of you know settle in exactly yeah, yeah. that's what i recommend yeah there's, there's better times it, hopefully if you can find a flight that's within budget and you can get um yeah definitely um come a different time morning's always good i always like morning because then you've got the rest of the day you can chill out you know you can uh, enjoy it tom um sit back and, and and meet the rest of the group maybe get you know acclimatize the surroundings you know um, but obviously I appreciate it. Some flights are early hours, aren't they? And sometimes they're like, oh, that's a, that's a, that's a good one, you know, from a price point of view. But if you can, uh, if you can find another one that maybe in the morning, yeah, I reckon you'll have a, you'll enjoy yourself yeah. a bit better. I reckon, um, just looking at, does Everest three peaks, three passes include climbing the three peaks? Yes. Aneka, um, hope all is well. Uh, yeah. So with our three peaks, three passes, um, essentially on the route you go, there are what we call little trekking peaks like one of them in particular is called gokyo ri and normally we do these for acclimatization um so yes uh you know depending on the weather depending on the group because lots of our three peaks three passes group um more often than not they'll do all of them uh yeah and it's quite good actually but sometimes i know there was one group in particular um i think i think a couple in the group weren't feeling that well at the time uh so they they skipped out on one of them and you know we always Look at the collective like that sometimes we've got the ability because the size of the group we have assistant guides and we have some porters that are maybe training to be assistant guides that they can um you know if a couple of people aren't feeling it they don't have to do that uh one of the, the peaks like gokyo ri and they can just chill at uh for instance that's near gokyo village um and the others uh, the want to they can go and do it and then come down but other people just choose to rest but we're very flexible around that depending on whether depending on the group dynamics and, and how people are feeling um, you know, because the big goals are the passes and getting to Mount and, and Everest Base Camp. So, yeah, we'll definitely, uh, it's a good question though to finish off. <laughs> uh, yeah, just looking at all the, any other questions, Dave? Or we, uh, we Jerome has said, there? can we have a tune in about hotels in Moshi, Kathmandu and elsewhere? Yeah, why not, Jerome? It's a good idea. That's good, um, I like it. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll do it. We'll, we'll do a hotel one. We'll see what we got on next week. But, um, well, next week's already done. I've, uh, we're organised this time. <laughs> uh, we got a good one planned point, for next point. week. Um, yeah, very, so very good one to excite you. In the in the near future, we'll do one on hotels, Jerome. Don't yeah. worry about that. We'll maybe even get some pictures. Andy can bring in and stuff like that, so you can see. Um, Definitely, Dave. Yeah, Definitely. awesome. I think that's it. Definitely, it's. Um, I think we've got we've gone through all the questions. I hope. Yeah, just to sort of cover off today, really. Um, I know we got kind of quite slightly over time, but I hope. You know in terms of talking about this planning now we can make sense um you know now we are able to travel to get back to doing what we love you know we hope that um uh, obviously you know you guys can get back doing what you love as well if you do want any um uh, any questions at all obviously do drop us a message info at evertrek.co.uk or the little uh, messenger on the website and as i said earlier um for the next 10 days it's 10 pound deposits on all of our trips if you want to go on to monthly payment plans so yeah we'll uh, we'll send more info on email but um obviously wanted to let our tuesday tuners let know first um and yeah uh, hopefully if you you know if you want to go on a trip you want to lock in dates 
you know, we've got some uh, dates, especially for Everest uh, Base Camp, all the way up to 2025 now. Yes, we are organized. Uh, um, and yeah, get yourself on a trip, guys. Now we can do these things. We can get these things in the diary, right, Dave? Yeah, that is true. Um, I'm getting the um, virtual elbow in the ribs again to clarify something. So I thought you meant 2 a.m. on day one, which would technically be oh. early morning of day two. If you're arriving at 2 a.m., sort of, you know, two hours into day one, then, then <laughs> yes, you'd have all night to sleep and stuff like that. So that that would be preferable. So, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. Tom, definitely, mate. Leave it after, say, say 6 a.m., anything after that, mate. But fine. still, I just wouldn't recommend it. It's a lot yeah. easier to arrive during the day. Lots more of the airport services are open if you need any assistance. Um, Tanzania being what it is, sometimes things can get a little bit sort of uh, crazy. You want someone there you can talk to. Um, I would recommend definitely arriving earlier. Exactly. Nice. Later. Early, I was going to say earlier, <laughs> later. Uh, yeah, I, need a, I need a sandwich. <laughs> I was so. say, hunger has struck you, Dave. Yeah. Um, but look, great, guys. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday. Um, anything you need, just drop us a message. And uh, yeah, now get planning. And now you can. Awesome. Take it easy, guys. Cheers, guys. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I yeah. hope you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, trying to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye.